0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Yes, we still have to abide by the current COVID restrictions, but even so, many employers are already planning a return to the office for employees who've been working remotely for a year. So, how will this shift back to the status quo go down? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman. And this is Business Essentials Daily. While some employees will be happy to get back to the old routine, others will resist like crazy. After all, they'll argue, they've worked just fine from home. So why on earth would they want to give up their newfound benefits, like no commute and flexible working hours, just to trudge back to their office desks? The question is can they refuse? And what happens then? Athena Colmeyer, Principal and Managing Director of Workplace Law, has some direct advice for both employers and employees about their legal rights and obligations. She starts with the current restrictions on returning to work, which Heather Dawson suggests to her already present difficulties for employers.
1: Yes, Heather, it's a difficult circumstance, particularly for anybody who's a national employer to have to manage because We still have, unfortunately, state-by-state restrictions as to who can be in the office and who cannot. At the moment, there are fairly tight restrictions in some states and there are less restrictions in others. I think it's just important for employers knowing that there is no playbook as such and there really is no certainty about what's happening at any point in the future as yet. Just keep a very close eye on what your restrictions are in the state or indeed the suburb that you're operating in.
2: (laughs) Well, for those employees who've adapted very happily to working from home, if their boss wants them, nonetheless, back at the office, can they simply say no?
1: While it would be a very difficult conversation, the answer is no, they can't refuse what would be a reasonable and lawful direction of their employer. And of course, I'm talking reasonable and lawful on the assumption that the vaccine program has rolled out and we are at very low or negligible risk at that point. What employers have had to balance now and in the recent past has been what are the work health safety risks, what are my compliance obligations, can I provide four square metres of space and so on for employees. But it's not up to the employee to just say, no, I'm not coming back to work. The employer does still have the right to reasonably and lawfully request employees to work at a location that they think is the appropriate
2: one for the job to be done. But do you anticipate that this will become a, a regular dispute between employers and workers? Heather, it's it's already a
1: dispute um as people have sort of tried to start in some states and locations to transition back to the workplace. Some people have had resistance and certainly there's been a number of sort of funny, sad stories, such as people who have embraced the opportunity to have a tree change, for example, and have moved to the country perhaps assuming that they would never come back to the workplace and of course you know in march or april last year who knew what was going to happen to the world but they're now in a situation where they live four or five hours from the location that they used to work in and now the employer's saying come back and they're sort of stuck because they really can't unless they move back to the city so It's going to be problematic and we are already seeing disputes, particularly from employees who are very comfortable, thanks very much, working from home or who have taken the step of tree changing. We've had a couple of employers speak to us about employees who moved overseas and want to continue to work remotely from their overseas location. So there's lots of difficult conversations to have and I think that employees who say, well, I have been productive, I've met all my targets, there is nothing wrong with me working the way that I'm working are going to be a cause for concern for employers who want everybody to come back to an office location.
2: Are there avenues open to employees who want to argue the case?
1: Again, it's going to come back to the reasonableness and lawfulness of the direction from the employer. And really, in this instance, not that employers get to control everything about the employment relationship all of the time, but work location is one of the things that the employers do have quite a lot of control over. And if an employer wants you to come back and work in a location and it is reasonable to do so and it is safe and without risk to your health, then really your choices are going to be come back to work or resign. There's not really any immediate avenue that employees have available to them to dispute where their location of work is or should be. That is something that the
2: employer within reason can control. But if the employee sticks to his or her guns and insists that they you know, don't want to come back to the office, that they can work quite effectively at home, could that be grounds for dismissal from the employer's point of view?
1: Yes, Heather. It's horrible to have to think that you'd be thinking about terminating somebody's employment because they were so adamant that they needed to work from home and the employer was so adamant that they didn't want them to. But the process would look something like Issuing a direction for them to return to the office on a particular day, Um, if they don't turn up, issuing a warning, and then maybe giving them another couple of goes to comply with your reasonable and lawful direction. And ultimately, if they do not, you will be forced to terminate employment if you are absolutely adamant that you need them back in the office.
2: On the other hand, Athena, if the employer is happy for everybody to work from home, in this sort of scattered arrangement, does that set up another set of complications in terms of, you know, occupational health and safety responsibilities, for example? Because how do you manage all that if everybody's working from home? It is something that, you know, in all of the panic last year of
1: everybody setting up where they could with preservation of employment being top of the list and not necessarily work health safety, people are starting to turn their minds back to proper work from home safe arrangements now. Certainly pre-COVID, employers who did it well would have basically a work health safety checklist or a, another type of checklist for employees who wanted to work from home and where the employer agreed. And it would include things like, do you have a proper desk? Do you have a proper chair? Is the lighting appropriate? You know, Do you have a solid internet connection? Is there security available for our confidential material. And there'd be a, a big long checklist. I mean, last year, as we know, all of the rule books were pretty much thrown out the window in the um, with the aim of people surviving in employment and businesses surviving. But we're starting to see an increase in workers' comp claims with people who've been sitting at the dining room table, um, starting to have problems with their necks and so on. So in addition to focusing on what we want the workplace to look like moving forward, reintroducing or re-implementing those work health safety checks for working from home will be
2: essential. Okay. Well, are there any other issues that we need to think about on this question of home versus the office as a place to work? Look, I think um,
1: apart from employers having a very serious think about what they want their businesses to look like moving forward, and if work from home or work from other remote locations is permitted by the employer making sure that you've got proper systems and structures in place to allow that to be done safely and securely and with happy employees. I think probably the the only other thing to, I guess, particularly talk about is the difficulties with managing employee performance and behaviour and indeed productivity remotely. I mean, we've all done what we needed to do over the last 12 months or so. But moving forward, there's been flexibility built into, for example, modern awards about people can really work when they want to. It doesn't have to be nine to five. It can be, you know, at other times without penalties and uh, other disincentives applying. Those will disappear. So flexibilities, you know, in modern awards that that have been designed to support employers and employees through this difficult period will at some point revert to normal, and that means that there's going to be tighter imperatives on work being performed during normal office hours rather than at other times. So those things need to be carefully managed by employers and whereas it might have been a bit, please do your work and do it when you can and we appreciate everything that you're doing, it might now have to be, look, I need you to clock on at eight and I need you to clock off at four and I need you to take your lunch at one o'clock and there's really no discussion in between. So those sort of slightly more restrictive provisions driven by compliance with award requirements will at some point be rearing their head.
2: Well, not everybody's going to like that.
1: (laughs) No, and that is, you know, even if I am working from home, I'm probably working from home, A, because I don't like commuting, and B, I like the flexibility that I've had to put the kids to bed and then work at 9 o'clock till 11 o'clock if that suits me. Well, those flexibilities may not be available anymore. They could be available if employers are switched onto it and start working with their employees around flexible work arrangements, but it's not going to be automatic like it has been in the recent past.
0: That was Principal and Managing Director of Workplace Law, Athena cole This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BEDaily podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot au.